Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. If it's not in our best interest, it's not in his either. And he's going to speak up about it. This is The Roy Green Show. Well, we're starting off on a new footing. This is a wonderful thing that he released the folks early. That was a big thing. Very important to me. There's the president of the United States, Donald John Trump, about uh, the meeting that's coming up with the North Korean dictator. Mr. Trump is being suggested by more than a few people for a Nobel Peace Prize for that accomplishment. I know the Trump haters are spinning now. Stop. Stop spinning. We'll shift the axis of the world and then we'll all be in trouble. Donald Trump has done some very good things, been very successful in more more than a few items in the United States. Although the left continues to savage and go after him about Russia, And now $130,000 for a porn actress or actor. Can't say actress anymore. Um, But Obama giving whatever he gave, a billion, billion and a half to Iran in cash. That's fine. That's fine because it's the president we approve of. This is the media president, the non-media president. We're going to rip him to shreds over $130,000. It's really nobody's business. And tomorrow, the United States opens its new embassy in Jerusalem on the 70th birthday of the state of Israel. Another decision taken by U.S. President Donald Trump. And I said earlier, his domestic approval numbers, I think, are up. And then we have that uh, historic meeting with North Korea's dictator Kim Jong-un coming up. In Singapore, meanwhile, the FBI director, former FBI director, Mueller, not the book writer, continues his search for Russian collusion with the Trump organization during the 16 uh, election campaign. And they're starting to find Hillary Clinton. I wonder what they're going to do. And the Democrats continue to shout about impeachment of, of their president, and Mr. Trump continues to describe NAFTA as the worst deal made by the United States. So it's all very confusing to a simple mind like mine. So to, so to break it all down for us is our good friend Fran Coombs, the managing editor of Rasmussen Reports, the former editor of the Washington Times, and Fran was so good to us with his time leading up to the November 2016 election, spending almost every weekend with us. I hope it didn't cost you any cause any domestic issues, Fran. Well, so far so good, Roy. <laughs> Thank you for taking the time. Now, what do what did Donald Trump's domestic approval numbers look like now compared to a year ago? Well, basically, since Trump's State of the Union speech, which was, uh, as I recall, was January 30 of this year, his numbers have gone up. Uh, they 
consistently now are in the high 40s. He's topped out at 51% in our polling so far in terms of total approval. Uh, and uh, so those, these are better numbers than he's had since the first couple months after his inauguration. So when you have 50 or 51% approval, what does that do for you as the president? What does that allow you to do that uh, the much lower approval numbers would not have allowed? Well, for one thing, it gets any weak-kneed Republicans in the Congress uh, who are scared of Trump and actually still believe the media, uh, it gets them in line to support the president. Um, speaking of media, is it the usual actors? Is it MSNBC and CNN that are just vehemently anti-Trump, the New York Times, and uh, and Fox News that is more likely to be supportive of the, of the president, or has that dynamic shifted? It's, it's, that, that dynamic is pretty much the same. I mean, I, I'm sure you've seen the same numbers that I have, surveys that show that something like 90% of the coverage of Trump is negative in the media. Uh, and even Fox sometimes surprises me that they kind of seem to follow the... Uh, follow the the Washington press corps bandwagon uh, but uh, I mean it's it's like the media in this country now lives somewhere else than where most Americans live you know what I've also heard Fran over the last couple of weeks particularly is Republicans who are <coughs> excuse me in in runoffs to represent the party in uh, November for the midterms are starting to identify more with Donald Trump. They are, they're, they're actually quite proud to say, I'm a Donald Trump supporter, whereas maybe six months ago, eight months ago, it would have been, I don't want anything to do with him. Now they see the president as an asset. Right, which, which follows on your question about what does the higher approval numbers do. Uh, yes, and, and in fact, I think also we're seeing something that I called in a recent commentary, uh, a new generation of rhinos, if you will. That's a, a slang term here in this country, Republicans in name only. Uh, and these are Republican voters who are sick of the traditional Republican leadership of the Republican establishment. These are the people that repudiated the Bushes and uh, the Lindsey Grahams in 2016 and went for uh, Trump. And I think we're seeing that same kind of thing in these recent primaries again this, Tuesday, this past Tuesday. Uh, the, some of the Republican incumbent, incumbent congressmen uh, fell by the wayside, and these uh, more, these, you know, more in, uh, insurgent types like Trump uh, are are coming up as the new Republicans. Fran, if you were to go across the United States today and you were to compare the attitude of Americans today uh, to Election Day of 2016, how much of a shift is there? Or is, is the are the fundamentals still in place that would see Trump reelected if an election were held today? And is the situation moving now toward where he may not lose very much, if anything at all, in the midterms in November? Well, I would say if things keep going in the direction they're going, particularly if he actually pulls something off with North Korea, uh, and certainly the economy keeps keeps surging, uh, I think it's, it's this election could turn out better than uh, uh, the ruling party, in this case the Republicans, generally get in a, in a midterm election. As you know, uh, usually two years after a presidential election, usually the party that's won uh, the presidency and won big in that election generally takes a hit two years later. Uh, Republicans may do better, I think, than a lot of people expect. Again, as you and I have discussed on this program many times, a lot of Trump supporters don't talk about it out loud because they don't want some idiot yelling in their face. But those people, if you if you scratch people, if you talk to them privately, uh, they're traveling more, they've got more money in the bank, their kids aren't living in the basement anymore because they have real jobs. And those are things that people vote on. I read a headline the other day, and I think... I can't remember what publication it was, but it was 
fewer and fewer Americans can find someone in their circle of, of acquaintances who's looking for a job. Right. Well, and we've certainly seen that in our surveys also. I mean, uh, I can tell you that just in, in my community and in, in my travels, I was, I was drove down south recently with my wife for a couple of weeks. Uh, people are hiring everywhere. Uh, I mean, there are a lot of jobs out there in America, and that certainly wasn't the, tr- the case during the close of the Bush years and through most of the Obama years. And how responsible is Donald Trump for this? Well, I think at, at a minimum, Trump, this psych- there's been a big psychological change. I mean, it's no accident that on Election Day, as soon as it became apparent that Trump was going to win, uh, the stock market, the economy, every kind of economic indicator just you know, lifted off. Uh, and we're certainly seeing, we, we, on Friday, we posted our monthly consumer spending update. Again, all the numbers are up. All the numbers are way more positive than they ever were during, uh, during any time during Obama's presidency. So, but then again, for those of us who share uh, some of Trump's economic beliefs, lifting the government regulation uh, off of small business, uh, cutting taxes, things like that, I think have been remarkably good for the economy. Yeah. Remember the uh, stock market was supposed to plummet the day after Trump might be elected? Wasn't right. that the prediction of the left? Yeah, yeah. well, that was certainly their prediction. Oh, I listen, I can recall being at a dinner party three or four days after the election uh, with some guy who works in the State Department, and he was so gloomy because he said basically the economy is just going to spin out of control. It's just going to go down, down, down now that Trump's elected. And I ran into that guy recently, and he was bemoaning the fact that he had not invested very wisely following <laughs> Trump's election. Let me take a quick break. We'll come back with Fran Coombs, managing editor of Rasmussen Reports, former editor of the Washington Times, and we'll talk about the North Korea situation, also Stormy Daniels, where she fits into all of this, and uh, the Russia investigation with the former FBI director, Mueller. Where's that going, and does it have a an end date? We'll come right back. You know, you hit the big leagues when you're a guest on his show. This is the Roy Green Show. Follow me on Twitter at The Roy Green Show, at The Roy Green Show. Now, next half hour, we'll be asking you, who's doing a better job for his country? Donald Trump for the United States or Justin Trudeau for Canada? Who's doing a better job for his country and his people? Donald Trump for the United States or Justin Trudeau for Canada? You know, yesterday we spoke with Candace Bergen, the House leader for the Conservative Party, who held the federal public safety minister, Ralph Goodale, to task for the fact that we have in Toronto a man who told the New York Times podcasters that he's an ISIS assassin and that he's walking freely and living freely in Toronto. The government's not doing anything. Nobody's chasing him. He's not aware of anybody watching him. He's just enjoying life. And he described to the New York Times folks the killings in detail which will chill you if you read them may not want to. Now he's saying, well, I never, and I, I, I never did that. I'm, I, was, I was lying. Well, the fact is we have someone in this country who says, who said, he was a killer, an assassin for ISIS. 
He went to the Middle East. He went to Syria. That is a crime. To leave Canada to go and join an overseas terrorist organization is a criminal act. He says he killed people, and he's doing just fine. Now, when Candace Bergen challenged the public safety minister, Ralph Goodale, as I said to Candace yesterday, Goodale was doing a left foot, right foot hop. He was so uncomfortable. But Trudeau, when he spoke with Candace Bergen's caucus mate, James Bazan, well, we're going to play back a little bit for it of it for you in about 10 minutes. It was, it's embarrassing to, li- to listen to them. I don't want to talk about this man every weekend. Trust me, I don't. But each Monday to Friday, he just keeps serving it up. And I can't resist, nor should I. So we'll ask you who's doing a better job, Donald Trump or Justin Trudeau. Frank Coombs, managing editor of Rasmussen Reports, former editor of the Washington Times. Uh, Fran, would you say, uh, you personally as an American, are you uh, pleasantly surprised at Trump's performance as president, or does, has, has he left you uh, a little disappointment? Pointed? Where, where do you stand on this? Well, I, I, th- I think, I guess my reaction, Roy, would be that um, I think like a lot of Americans, the, the most unusual thing about Trump, I think, is, is that he's actually doing what he campaigned on uh, we are so used to, I mean, you know, the original George Bush, uh, read my lips, no new taxes. Within two years of his presidency, he's raising taxes. Bill Clinton ran on a middle-class tax cut. He did anything but cut the middle-class, you know, the taxes for the middle-class. Mm-hmm. Uh, Obama, same thing. I mean, all these, we are, we are so used to, particularly presidential candidates, running on these big uh, populist, middle-class uh, uh issues and then disappointing us basically serving their masters and trump uh is doing all that he promised and more now when it comes to north korea the fact that he's going to be meeting with kim jong-un uh, oh, what's his name anyway i, I know right, his name. Kim Jong-un. that's the one uh he's going to be meeting with him in in singapore a few months ago the concern was that north korea was going to be lobbing nuclear weapons at anybody they didn't like including the united states and now North Korea seems to be quite passive, whether that's an act or whether it's real. Who knows? But the fact that he, that the president of the United States is meeting with the dictator of North Korea, that's huge. Right. Well, face it. I mean, you know this, Roy. You've been in, the, you've been in this business a long time. Uh, in foreign policy, bad guys take advantage of weakness. And Obama was definitely a very weak president uh, from the standpoint of foreign policy. I mean, he would draw red lines that didn't exist. Uh, nobody took the guy seriously from, from a threat standpoint. Trump is just the opposite. I mean, this is the art of the deal guy. I'm sure a lot of this was bluster. But nevertheless, you know, he flew stealth bombers over North Korea. Uh, he, he stepped up naval activity around North Korea. This guy, he, you know, President Trump made it very clear to this guy Keep running your mouth, and it may have bad consequences for you. Uh, I'm sure also Trump talked with the Chinese behind the scenes. Uh, he's been pressuring the Chinese, as you know, economically. Uh, I think all of these things came together uh, to make Kim Jong-un think it's a good idea to go to the table. Mm-hmm. Where's the Mueller probe going? <laughs> who knows? I mean, next thing you know, they're going to be indicting my dog. You know, I mean, <laughs> who knows? I mean, it, they, it, they seem to be so lost. Uh, and I think it shows you how desperate the Democrats are that when they filed that lawsuit a couple weeks ago against the Republicans, uh, 
over over the whole Russia thing. They realize that Mueller's not going to deliver for them, so now they have to try to keep it alive somehow by t- dragging it into the courts for a couple of years. And uh, is Stormy Daniels really worth talking about? Well, again, if you're a liberal Democrat or a, a never-Trumper, it's probably the most important thing in your life. But I think to the average person, uh, the fact that Trump had sex with a hooker 12 years ago is probably not an overriding concern in their day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. And the impeachment uh, um, uh, effort, is that going anywhere? You know, I think not. Again, Roy, I mean, even as you know, again, you know, the prominent Democrats are coming out saying, don't do it, don't do it. And we did, we asked voters a couple weeks ago, uh, what's a better strategy uh, for the Democrats in the upcoming elections to focus on impeachment or to focus on uh other issues, and 70% of people said other issues. So, I mean, really, it's the diehards uh, that are counting on impeachment. Yeah, the people who were looking for safe spaces in November of 2016. Yeah, and people yeah. also that can't win elections, so <laughs> therefore they have to go to you know, extrajudicial means, if you will, to try to win, a, to try to, quote, win, end quote, an election. Yeah. Fran, thank you for today. Thanks uh, for all the time you've given us. Always a pleasure, Roy. All the best. Fran Coombs, Managing Editor of Rasmussen Reports, former editor of the Washington Times, spent more than 30 years as a newspaper editor in in, uh, Washington, D.C. All right. My number is 1-800-263-2428. 1-800-263-2428. Now, prior to the election in 2016, we did a lot of shows about, because it was the big story. Trump was the big story. Over 90% of our callers supported Donald Trump for president. More than 90% supported Trump for president over a period of months. So now he's been president since November of 2016. Do you still believe that he was the better choice for president of the United States over Hillary Clinton? And the question I really want to ask you is this one. Who is your preferred leader domestically, and on the international stage. Donald Trump or Justin Trudeau? 1-800-263-2428 is my number. 1-800-263-2428 is my number. Which one of the two men is doing more positive work for his country and his people? Is it Donald Trump or is it Justin Trudeau? 1-800-263-2428 is the number to call. We'll come back and get to your calls right after this.